No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and listening. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Before we get into today's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, with Kyle Warren sitting in as the host for a recovering Captain Matt Bruce, I wanted to play a segment of a podcast presented by the Heritage Foundation. I, I agree with a lot of the things they do, but not all of it. I don't like the uh, the super behemoth think tank kind of thing that sucks all the air out of the room for people who are doing independent research. They don't tend to uh, support people outside of their own realm, so that's a minus for the Heritage Foundation, but their information is solid. They try to do good work, and I think they're leaning more in the right direction than a lot of the other think tanks. This segment of their podcast relates directly to the featured piece over at Underground USA this week, entitled The Fight Against Wokeism Should Be a Bipartisan Effort. Now, this centers on the speaker's experience growing up and escaping communist China. The speaker is Lily Tang Williams. She grew up in China and witnessed Mao Zedong's cultural revolution firsthand. A Chinese lawyer and law school professor, she was able to leave China and is now an American citizen, where she speaks out on her experiences and the dangers of communism. Make no mistake, wokeism is born of Marxism. They're just coming at it from a different way, a more cultural way. So what you're about to hear are Ms. Tang Williams' remarks from a panel held at the Heritage Foundation in December of 2021. The event was called Communism's Dark Tyranny, and it was co-hosted by the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation. It's an important listen because she describes what it's like growing up behind the curtain of communism. And when you start to see the parallels, as I point out in my piece, which I wrote before I listened to this podcast, when you see the parallels between the Marxist revolutions, the creation of Marxism back in the late 1800s, and Mao's communist revolution, his cultural revolution, both of those isms killed tens of millions of people while they oppressed everybody under their domain, squashing freedom into non-existence. Please give her talk a listen. It's important. And then go on over to Underground USA and read The Fight Against Wokeism Should Be a Bipartisan Effort. Because wokeism isn't emanating from the left. It doesn't define the left in the United States. It's nowhere close to the founding ideologies of what the Democrat Party is. It is a foreign ideology that has infiltrated the Democrat Party and captured its leadership. We must actively push back. Right now, Lily Tang Williams. Well, thank you for having me. This is the first time I'm attending an in-person and Heritage Foundation event. 
And thanks to actually Dr. Edwards sitting here, 2017, I wrote to him to say, I'm so worried. Our kids in this country don't know what happened under communism. They know very little about Mao's Cultural Revolution. I want to do something to educate youth. Then he referred me to the VOC academic program. So now I have been with them for four years. But the things are getting more and more scary because, uh, like you all said, um, thanks to our educational government and school system, our youth really don't know much. When I went to classrooms, they would be just the eyes were huge to say, wow, that's very scary. We never heard such stories before. Even teachers would say, well, nearly we did not know that. Well, they went to teachers' college. How are they going to teach our kids when themselves even don't know the horrors of communism and socialism? I was born in Chengdu, Sichuan province, right before Mao started his uh, the great proletarian cultural revolution. And uh, my parents were illiterate workers. We should be the workers rule society. Everything's free, right? No. That's what our kids think today. It was not free except our horrible, primitive workers' role house provided by my dad's um, state factory. Everybody worked for state factory six days a week. And uh, our community housing, probably nobody in this country wants to live in there. It's a six, uh, eight families with children share one bathroom. I share one water faucet. And if water is out, you cannot cook. It was very cold in the winter because the central planners in Beijing said, after you live, if you live in south of Young, uh, Yellow River, no heating. So I had a frostbite on my left foot. Every year I got infected because of the cold weather. Um, but of course, we did not know anything true about the world. We were told that the Taiwanese people were suffering and American pureness is really bad, and uh, don't smile like ugly Americans. Capitalism are uh, bloodsuckers. Profits are horrible. We should be grateful for Mao, for Communist Party. So we go to schools, and we chant every day, like you talk about, need to read the books, learn never chant my Mao, learn never Communist Party, da da da, 10,000 years, double 10,000 years. You, you do a little dance and moves, and then you start to study your Chinese and math. And uh, that's my life in government schools. I had no idea. I never challenged Mao is God or human. Why are we saying 10,000 years? Well, when the one-party control controls all the press, all the media, all the periodicals, all the education, all the industries, all the properties and everything, you have no way to know the truth. They even control the songs you're going to say. And... Uh, what comedy you're allowed to tell. And the girls' boys were not allowed to talk about romantic love and to talk about, oh, I love my parents because Chiang Mao is more dear. Imagine the clothes I'm wearing, like you said, get rid of four olds by Mao's cultural revolution. Get rid of old culture, old ideas, habits, and the customs. So Chinese traditional dress like this, very colorful and pretty, was banned. And your hair cannot lay down past your shoulder. And you cannot draw the art, it's not politically correct. And you cannot even listen to music except this awful Chinese emperor, like, like Chinese Peking uh, opera designed by Chiang Mao's wife. 
Jiang Qing. It's like every day. <laughs> you want to cover your ears? You cannot sleep in. Ah,、uh, yeah. It's like the whole country during the Mao's Cultural Revolution. It's like a concentration camp. Six thirty in the morning because、um, my dad's、uh, community housing is next to my high school and and middle school. So six thirty in the morning, the speaker come up. Da 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 da! Time to wake up. Time to go to school. Time to go work. Long live Chiang Mai. Long live Communist Party. It's like what you say from Nazi movies, concentration camps. Of course, we did not know that. We did not know what the world's like outside at all. So I was a red child. Sounds familiar? Mao divided people into two big groups, like Marx did: oppressor versus oppressed. And you have five red classes under oppressed, like. My workers' parents, and you have five black classes under oppressor. Who are the oppressors? Landlord, rich capitalist, white one nuts, and、uh, country revolutionaries and bad influencers. And who define those arbitrary words to put them under black classes? The party, Mao. Twenty million people died during Mao's Cultural Revolution. Lots of them are professors, teachers, intellectuals who just dissident represent different opinions about countries' policies and the propaganda every day. Every day, you cannot talk about other things. It's all about politics. It's all about PC. If I go to exercise, I have to write in my diary. I'm exercise today because Chairman Ma wants me to be healthy and serve the country. Think about that. Politics is in your face every day, and you are not human being. You are not allowed to ask questions. You are not a think for yourselves. I wanted to look pretty. So I would wear red scarf, very colorful, you know, like a little maybe um colorful clothes inside of my approved color, which is a white and blue and green, and I was criticized. You know, why do you want to wear that color? Oh, you, I want to look pretty. No, you're supposed to look like everybody else. You're supposed to look unisex clothes. You're supposed to get your hair up. Look like boys or or the ponytail and and just like North Korean, they have approved hairstyle. Everything has to be approved. So that's how I grew up. I never challenged anything. I was hungry. We had to live on food rationing coupons based on your parents' worker status inside of the state factory. My parents could not get any promotion because they were illiterate, and my dad. Even though he was a Communist Party member, but because he was illiterate, he cannot move up. And he was、uh, in China that time fighting his Communist Party bosses because they treated him like an animal. Even though he is a worker, supposed to be workers' rule, right? That's what I'm saying to the young people today. They will put you up and sell you something, and promise free stuff, and they will never come. And instead, ninety-five percent of people, I would say, equally poor and equally enslaved. You want to get some Chinese brand, like a government brand, that time everything is one brand: detergent, toilet paper, 
and detergent will take your clothes, brand new clothes color off after first wash. You have no choice of products. But hey, we should be happy. We should be grateful. That's our indoctrination. Government school tell us every day. So when Mao died, when I was 12, I just could not believe it. I thought he was like a god of at least I never ask a question. I learned a lot to ask a question because they control all the narratives and press, these extremely political PC environment, the family, neighbors turn against each other, report on each other, and families supposed to be not loyal to each other. I had to keep my question to myself when he died. Oh, who lied to us? Who lied to my generation? Religions all were demonized. I was raised as Buddhist. I could not go to my temple to say, Buddha, bless, bless me. No, you need to turn my mouth, bless you. He was talking to me from sky. So when Mao died, I started asking questions. And uh, years later, the party come out to say, Mao is a human being. He made a mistake. So it took me years, years to search for truth and to even go to law school in China, want to build a rule of law society. I still love my country. I was a patriot to change China. I was too naive. Once I become faculty member in law school, I realized I better get out of China because they're going to not allow me to live like a a oh, little bit, just a little bit free human being with some dignity, with some privacy. We had the Communist Party committee in every law school, every university department. Even today, Communist Party committee is at every private company over 100 people. Yeah, 100 is magic number. Yeah, it's like this country, right? So, so it's long story short. I finally managed to flee China when I was about 24 years old. To leave law school, I had to get permission to quit my job or I have to pay money back, you know, and then get my passport, seven trips, to have a permission to leave. And I have to become my old stray rat style. Oh yeah, I'm gonna serve my country, I'm gonna go to America to study on my own to get a master's degree in order to be allowed to leave. So it took me 20 years in this free country to get rid of all my indoctrination, to say my own old government lied to me. And I even did not know 40 million people died of starvation because of their central planning policies. I did not know 20 million people died during the Cultural Revolution. It was three years natural disasters people died. So my English got better, I read the books, and my husband, American husband from Texas, taught me well how to speak English and how to read free to choose. The free market capitalism that will enable you to have prosperity. My husband's watching, thank you. Mm -hmm. And anyway, that, uh, but nowadays, nowadays I have been so scared once I wake up. American students don't know what the terms they are using. Socialism, democratic socialism, equity. I summarized 12 features most cultural revolution on my Facebook, Lily for Liberty. You can judge yourself. Those 12 features, most tactics and uh, features are so similar with today. What is it go going on on American soil? 
including riots, looting, you know, burning, changing names, censorship, cancel culture, self-censorship. And uh, you can be losing your job and business by your passwords, by your past deeds. And neighbors, families, the devaging of society, it's very, very scary. That's why I'm so concerned. I feel like I have not done enough in the past four years. I need to do more. That's why I'm here to warn you. The Mouse Cultural Revolution seminar style is happening today on American soil. Connect the dots. Look at those 12 features. Critical class theory under Mao. Today's class critical race theory. But they don't care about your skin color or race. They care about the control and the absolute power and purge political enemies. So we need to go out to wake up people, to collect the dust, especially our young people. We all Americans, we have so much in common. We don't want to demonize each other. We don't want to be divided. But we want to be unified to say, every man is created equal, right? I achieved American dream by coming here with nothing to start. Even could not speak English. I'm living American dream. I'm here talking to you folks, right? It's like they want to demonize America. They want our kids to hate their ancestors. They want them to say, hey, if you're white, you are racist. I just cannot buy that. Immigrants like me will come out, defend America, defend America, the beautiful, the most exceptional country on earth. There's no place I can go to achieve American dream except in this country. Thank you. Important words, important words. We need to consume them, understand them, and understand that Reagan was correct when he said we're never more than one generation from losing freedom. And right now, we're not expending enough effort to make sure that we preserve freedom, not only for our children's generation, but quite frankly, for the end of our own. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, Kyle Warren sitting in. Mr. Frank Salvato from Underground USA. Good morning, Frank. Mr. Kyle. All right. Good morning. And I uh, uh, want to get your opinion here real quick about uh, the incident that happened at the Air Force Academy commencement ceremony where President Joe Biden uh, took a pretty nasty fall. Well, he's he's prone to that. We've seen that happen a couple times on Air Force One. When he's not familiar with where he's walking, he tends to have a little bit of a problem with that. But that comes in tandem with his cognitive decline, and it's getting worse. So I think what we need to do is apply this. And I'm glad he's okay. Sure. You know, I don't I don't wish anybody ill when when it comes to health reasons. I don't agree with him on. Anything that he says or stands for, but I don't wish him ill will when it comes to health and, and longevity in life. But when you get to be his age and you do suffer from cognitive decline, you have incidents like this. And quite honestly, we're just kind of lucky that he didn't break something because at that age, when you break a hip or break a knee, you tend to have some pretty serious health issues moving forward. And like I said, I don't wish him any ill will, but I definitely don't want a President Harris. 
Well, I, I think you're right, and we are glad that he wasn't hurt because so many people across the land – you know, have uh, grandparents or, you know, uh, the other family members, uh, that, uh, that are at that age or in, and do get injured because they just take, they just happen to take a fall and get injured very badly. And so, yes, we're all glad that the president's okay. But I do think it goes into the hopper, not only just for voters, but of course for others looking in, um, on our, on our, uh, on our country. Oh, absolutely. The presidency has sent a signal. All along, and we saw this happen at the end of the campaign. Something happened. There was a switch that went off. One day he was typical Joe Biden with the faux pas, just flying out of the mouth and, and inappropriate behavior. And the next day, something was just wrong. The, yes. the sunglasses went on and something was wrong. And that was seen by the powers that be around the world. And once he got into office and he started having more and more of these incidents of cognitive decline become evident, you saw some aggressive posturing by not only China, but Russia. So it does send a signal for around the world. Now, that really should come into play when we start getting into the 2024 campaign more deeply. You have to have someone who is flexible, who is there cognitively who is quick-witted, who who understands how to move forward and pivoting on the fly when you're president of the United States. And maybe we need to get away from this, hey, you've got to be over 70 in order to run for office. Agreed. Yes, I think I think voters out there on both sides, uh, Republicans, Democrats, and especially independents would, would wholeheartedly agree with that because I think they're looking maybe for somebody else at this point altogether. Well, on the world stage, it matters. It just does. It may be shallow. You know, some people would see it as shallow, but there are enough people with the credentials to run for president of the United States who aren't into the the fall or winter years of their lives who can serve the presidency. Agreed. Agreed. All right, Frank, uh, we hear the music coming up here. So hold the phone just for a moment. Folks, when we come back, we've got much more with Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com. And we have much more to talk about. Kyle Warren sitting in for Captain Matt this morning. We'll be right back. The Captain's America. Third Watch. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Who helped cause soaring gas prices? BlackRock. Who contributed to outrageous housing prices? BlackRock. BlackRock and Larry Fink spent years harassing oil and gas companies, making them divest from fossil fuels. Now you feel the pain. And BlackRock-owned companies are snatching up houses, crippling families. Now BlackRock's former ESG czar, Brian Deese, is Biden's economic advisor, crushing America from within. That's what BlackRock is really about. News, insight, passion. 
AM 930, The Answer. All right. Well, as we said, we're, uh, we've got Frank Salvato, Underground USA, holding patiently on the telephone line. Good morning once again, Frank. Mr. Kyle. Good morning, sir. And, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you this. Um, you know, we're, we're understanding now that Anheuser-Busch, that's the uh, parent company, of course, of Bud Light. Uh, they've got uh, 27, some $27 billion they've lost, I guess, in their market cap. And their shares, of course, are having huge trouble. Uh, how much is enough? How much is it going to take for companies like Anheuser-Busch, even like Disney, like to figure out that this woke thing, um, it, it doesn't, it's not really going to translate into huge success. Yeah, add to that list Coca-Cola and Target. They're both taking it on the chin because of the stances they've taken that are all based in a wokeism, which is something I delve into a little bit in the piece that's featured over at Underground USA. Uh, it's titled, uh, The Fight Against Wokeism Needs to Be Bipartisan. I don't think we're going to see a pivot in that area in, in large corporations moving away from it until they feel financial pain at the stockholder level. Right. Because, because money talks. Well, so when, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. And, and that's, and, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to not only just products in a retail store or a beer or stuff like that, but when you have content that people are just sort of, you know, they're, they're, they're leaving it in droves. They're not going to your movies, let's say, because they, they just can't take it anymore. Yeah. Well, it's, it's infiltrated everything. And quite honestly, it's working the plan. You know, wokeism is not indigenous to the shores of the United States. It's firmly based in Marxism out of the late 1800s. And it's not only pulled from the Marxist revolution, it's pulled from the Chinese communist revolution. It's about dividing to the point of agitating towards a, a violent division. And we're here. We're here at that process, that moment in time in the process where people have had enough. Now, thankfully, so far, we haven't seen violence to the level that China experienced during its cultural revolution. But if we keep going down this path, it's going to happen. Well, sure. It's going to happen. People people already can't talk politics without getting into a heated argument. And that's something that is, you know, while it happened on occasion in the past, this goes all the way back to our founding, we always could turn around and remember that we had more in common than we had in difference as Americans and move forward with it. Right now, if you voted for Biden, people on the right just want to excoriate you. And if you voted for Trump in the last election, people on the left want to harm you. Right. Yeah. Because you're now you're an existential threat. If you listen to James Comey, <laughs> right? I mean, this kind yeah. of, this kind of nonsense. And you, you're right. It used to be, you know, you go, you go for Thanksgiving and, you know, you've always got the family member who's, who knows what they, who thinks they know everything about politics, whatever side they might have been on. And everybody kind of has to deal with that. But now as you're describing, I think you're right. It's like light years away from, from the typical awkward Thanksgiving dinner type of discussion. Yeah, and it's it's fueled by a culture, and and again we go back to wokeism. Uh, we've, we're about two generations into teaching our children as they grow up that everything they do is fantastic, nothing they do is wrong, and then when they enter into adulthood and they have to face the realities of life, where you learn quite harshly that not everything you do is okay, 
and you don't get rewarded with participation trophies just because you show up to life. You, you see these people who haven't been prepared for life by, by well-meaning parents, they get angry. Now, some people, a switch flips, and all of a sudden they grab whatever weapon they can find, and they act out in bizarre ways like in mass shootings. Others withdraw. Others just get terminally angry about everything, as if they are due a wonderful life automatically just because they breathe. So this woke movement that has been instilled in the United States, especially ever since the Wilson administration, with the pop of the progressives onto the stage, this division that has been incrementally seated in American society has reached a point now where the division is palpable. Right. You know, we had a civil war in the 1800s based on a mostly economic, and that includes the slavery issue because it was an issue of economics, a war that tore at the nation because they, we couldn't agree on a way to move forward as a, as a unified presence. Today, we're right back at that level. No kidding. And, and that's why you hear, hear some people on the fringe talking, well, we've got to have a national divorce. We have to have this way. We don't have to have a national divorce. We have to accept the fact that we are a country based on individualism. Right. That's what the, that's what the framers wanted to give us. My right to throw a punch ends where your nose begins. We all need to understand that we have freedom and that's the unifying property of being an American. So we don't all have to be, as the woke movement would like, gray cogs in a gray machine to serve the master. Right. We don't need to be that. Right. And, and of course, too, the division you're talking about, especially on racial lines, now every, every single thing is racialized. And I think it's so sad because I was just saying earlier in the program, I remember growing up in the shadow of Martin Luther King Jr., civil rights. Mm -hmm. And my perception was always that the United States was always moving in the right moral direction. But nowadays, I mean, you go back some 50 years and now today we're, we're trying to head right back, just as you're describing, to just tearing everything apart. And everything is based on, on race, on gender, on socioeconomic status or what have you. And we're supposed to hate each other and beat each other's throats. But it only, like you said, but that just serves the master, quote unquote, of division. Absolutely. Yeah. This is exactly what what the woke movement, which is a Marxist based movement, wants to do. And you'll remember these words because they want to facilitate the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. They That's need right. this balkanization in order for that to happen. And quite honestly, we are still moving in the right moral direction, Kyle. We are. These people who are fomenting this discontent are a minute number of people among our populations, but with the biggest mouths. Right, right. And then also you've got the, the liability factors. They're looking around to sue companies or to sue individuals, and everybody has to sort of, you know, get in line with this, with this thing for fear that they're going to be called out, canceled, or they have their businesses ruined. Right. It's moved on from, okay, I'm going to sue you in court. This is one reason why we all have to pay attention when you're voting for judges as well. It's, right. a, it's hard to find a judges' decisions to, to base your vote on, but it's important to be engaged in that because the judges, their decisions mold our society. 
we're starting to move beyond the judicial system into one where that court is in the court of public opinion with social media, where the cancelization happens, where the I can't get a job because of my social media page is happening. That's all in the woke playbook. When you go back to the beginning of the, of the progressive revolution in the United States, when it hit these shores, again, it's based in Marxism. They wanted to capture the media. They wanted to capture, capture education. And once they had those two, they could capture the government. They've got media. They've got education. And they're starting to shut the door on having government. And we've got to actively push back. That doesn't mean that you just get to not buy Coke or not shop at Target or mm-hmm. don't drink Bud Light. You've got to start talking to your neighbor about these people who are trying to divide us to end us. Well said. Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com. A pleasure speaking with you, sir. We'll, we'll be talking with you again on Monday. Stay low, my friend. Thank you. You too, Frank. All right, folks. Frank Salvato from UndergroundUSA.com. Check him out over there. And, folks, we're going to be right back after these brief messages. Bottom of the hour, Kyle Warren with you and for Captain Matt Bruce. Stay right there. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment, and rate it if your platform lets you. And go over to undergroundusa.com and sign up for our Substack. It comes directly to you. Independent journalism. It's important going into 2024. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. I'll be right back. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.